everyone to another episode of the Power Bro Girls. Woo! Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year, 2019, baby. That's new Year, right. new podcast. New Year, new podcast, but same people. Oh, that's, that's right, right, girl. I am Sudi. And I am Michelle. And I'm Amani. We have a special guest in the building today. Yes, we do. What's so, going Danny. On, Danny Scafani, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, one thing they should know is that I am a straight white male. Okay. Uh, so things should get a little bit interesting at the conversation today. <laughs> there we Welcome, go, straight baby. Straight white male. That's right. So uh, this episode today is inspired by the viral documentary series about R. Kelly. It's going viral, so I'm pretty sure you guys listening probably heard mm-hmm. of it. And if you haven't, just Google it and you can yes. see it and watch it. So Have you guys time. watched it? I watched a little. Uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing um, the other day. Money. It's very insightful. Um, I watched one part and a half, and uh, I can't wait to sit down and watch everything. Yeah. Um, number one, to the women that all came out, like, thank you so much for sharing your story. And for all the people who, behind the documentary who used their platform to promote the documentary. Yeah. Something like this needs to be told. Yes. His rumors have been going on about him for far too long, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that those voices and those people who were affected by him have a face, have yeah, yeah. have people listening to that Danny, story. have you watched it? Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I'm still uh, trying to get through Trapped in the Closet and the 19-minute song called I Admit that he released. Oh, my God. So once I get through all that, then I'm going to get to the documentary. But I've heard stuff about yeah. it and basically well, about him right. just peeing on women and having child pornography and stuff. Yeah. So right. things have been circulating all of our lives right. and we kind of just pushed it to the side. I know. And like, I feel like now we surface and now we're like reminded of how crazy and long for our Kelly is in so many ways. I also saw the lady uh, from the Me Too movement, Tara uh, Berg, which Tarana I was Tarana, Tarana, Tarana Berg. Tarana. I'm sorry, Tarana Berg. She is super dope. I love her. And so many different people that were on it. John Legend was in the in the uh, docuseries. Yeah. And Sparkle, she was in it as well. It was so, it was a. Yeah. I mean, it had R. Kelly's ex wife. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. She Andrea Kelly. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, not, let's not just refer to her That's as right, girl. Andrea, right. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Andrea, Andrea Kelly. Andrea Kelly, yeah. No, um, it was really interesting. Sudi, weren't you telling me about uh, John Legend and people were bashing him for being yeah. on it? Yeah, I was surprised that people were giving him like crap about it because it's like, is he he's damn if he do, damn if he doesn't, you know? Like yeah. people were like, oh, you have no platform to talk about it because you didn't know R. Kelly personally. Yeah, and but he spoke like, back out and said like, if I get any platform to say anything to these women, I believe him and I will stand up for them. Yeah, he's a you singer. Know, one thing that I do like about this documentary is that when these rumors about R. Kelly have came out, we were mm-hmm. all very young. Yeah. yeah, so I like how like. You know, it keeps the movement going into a different mm-hmm. generation. Yeah. Like, he committed these crimes against these women quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, like, even the younger people in our generation, they know about it. So, they know to, like, not distribute his music. Mm-hmm. To not listen to him as much. Like, yeah. I remember hearing about it. But like, yeah, I said, of course. Like, now everyone like, did. wow, this is really, really fresh. What's well, different from when you're actually seeing the video and instead of reading an article talking about him being a bad person, when you actually see these women crying on these videos, mm-hmm. you see their emotional response. You get attached to it. You empathize and sympathize with these women. Yeah. It's real. Definitely. We can't just push it aside like we've been doing for so many years. Danny, did you I know like the connection? I feel like there was a, a big connection with the Me Too movement with um, the R. Kelly uh, documentary. Uh, especially since they decided to put the founder of the, yeah. uh, the movement. And that it. founder is actually a three-time survivor of assault as well really mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. how do you feel about like the me too movement coming from like a guy perspective Ooh. have you like do you feel like you have been affected by it um i wouldn't say that i've really been affected by it but i think the me too movement is a fantastic movement um i just feel in certain cases it may take it a little too far uh when it first started with bill cosby uh-huh. where, you know, he had 60 accusers. Wait, you feel like the movement might be taken a little too far? Now. I'd say when it first started, it, it it came from the right place. Okay. Like, when he had all those accusers come forward, like, no one would ever think Bill Cosby would rape one woman. Mm-hmm. No, he's a grandfather of America. Right. We are. But then we found out it was 60, around yeah. 60. Mm-hmm. That came out. That we don't even know out. if there was more, you know? There was, there was like, three or four that were Jane Doe's. Yeah. Uh, and then the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. with 87 accusers. That was crazy. Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump that kind of got swept under the carpet a little bit because right. now- I just want to say, I just want to point out that I actually know someone personally that has been sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. So for me to say that, a little person in New York City that knows someone that the president of America has touched inappropriately, you know, that's just something. Yeah, I think that that was one that no one really talks about anymore. It's really Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. Yeah. Um, but where I think it went a little too far is 
like where you might draw the line with maybe Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. or Neil deGrasse Tyson, which oh is the most God. recent. What happened yeah. with Aziz? So Aziz Ansari, he basically had uh, what some would call a bad date. So what the article that I was reading, it gave uh, perspectives of both Aziz and the woman. Her name was not actually Grace. She just gave a fake name okay. as Grace. And she was a photographer. They met at a party. Uh, they came back to uh, his place. It was a little uncomfortable. And uh, he basically tried to pressure into sex. She was not about it. What's a little uncomfortable? I'm not sure. That's just how it was described by, by Grace. By it. Okay. Yeah. Uncomfortable. I, I, I guess it's different levels too. Right, different. I mean, we've all been uncomfortable on like a date or something, but yeah. at this point, you're back mm-hmm. at the place, mm-hmm. so it's probably really uncomfortable because you know the next step of the date is Might probably like, like, right. like right, right, kissing right, right. or sex mm-hmm. or something like that. So he was he was like, no, that's fine. Like we don't have to do that. But then he continued to say, oh, why don't we just go chill on the couch? And then when they chilled on the couch, he pointed at his penis, like indicating that she should perform oral sex. Yeah. She felt pressured. Uh, she performed oral sex, and then she left, and then after she left, she left in tears. Uh, he didn't see it. He was very apologetic. He didn't even know that he did anything yeah. wrong. Oh, but what was the reason for her uh, mentioning that story? It was because he had the pin. Yeah, he had the Time's Up pin, just like James Franco. Um, his What's accused- the Time's I'm sorry. I, don't, I actually don't know what the, the time Time's Up pin? Yeah. It's a pin basically saying that you're an ally of the movement, saying oh, Time's okay. Up, no more of this sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, we're going to all speak okay, up. Got it, got it, got it, and got it. she was like, how could you, you wear black? that pin? Uh-huh. When he, you are one of the yeah, assaulters. he's one of the guys that you know sexually assault. Got it. And there was a big controversy: was this sexual assault or was it just a bad date? Yeah. Right, right, right. And for me, um, I kind of draw the line there. It's like I can't really call that rape or sexual assault because mm-hmm. she was uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Uh, he seemed like she could have said no and gotten out of there because he accepted it the first time. Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, that's cool." He kept trying after right. that. Uh, but Which I feel like it's a typical guy move when you when you are on a date with the girl, mm-hmm. you know, that they want to keep because, you know, the whole like, well, girls, there's a taboo for girls to want sex. So yeah. they have to act like hard to get. And then guys, they don't like, want to be they seen as push, a slut. They right. want to push. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I mean, as a guy, when I was trying to hook up with girls, I'd always try a little bit. If they gave me some pushback, mm-hmm. I'd accept that and say, OK, they don't want me to do that right now. I'd still try a little bit after that yeah. because they might not just they might not want it at that moment. Maybe we need to talk a little bit more. Maybe we need to kiss a little bit more. I don't really know. So then I try again. And then if they accept it, awesome. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then I know at that point, okay, she's not down. Isn't it important, though, like how you're trying? You know, I feel like that's what like, the line becomes very blurry when it's yeah, like, how it's are black you or white. Trying, you know what I'm saying? Because I can just be like, oh, can I buy you a drink? And a girl will be like, oh, my God, he's quick just trying to buy me a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? or, and, or you can just be like, damn, girl, like you look good tonight. And then that could be considered, you know, like. I'm talking club. when they got back. Like when they yeah. got back to the apartment, when mm-hmm. they start initiating like the kissing and stuff, how yeah. do you get to sex without, you know, being inappropriate or anything like that? Mm-hmm. So you try a little bit because, again, we think as guys that you don't want to be seen as sluts, so you put up initial resistance, mm-hmm. saying like, oh, okay, that's the initial resistance. Let me just try a little bit harder, not more aggressive or anything like that. Just maybe she does actually want it at one point. So then you try again. It's not about it. Not about it. Okay. So then after that, I think that if it got to that point with Aziz, mm-hmm. I think it would have been the same thing where they would have just ended it and it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. But because she didn't speak up in that moment, I don't really see that as him as a rapist or a Harvey Weinstein. A lot of these people get... Well, some people do, uh, like, some people that are at a higher status than you do abuse their power and authority. Mm -hmm. Oh, did. So, so, did she take it as that? Was she, in her mind, she's like, well, here's this famous celebrity guy. And maybe I feel like I have to, or, you yeah. know. And a lot of women in the R. Kelly documentary, like, taking about the documentary, they mentioned, like, they wanted to be singers. They wanted to be actors. So when this person in power came into their lives and yeah. were like, listen, I can provide this for you. Yeah. They felt like, okay, now I have something. Yeah. That can, but know, it might be different have. because they were young, impressionable girls. That's true. And that's this true. woman that he met at a party mm-hmm. obviously had to be a well-known photographer to even be at the same party that he's at. I think it was the SNL cast party or something mm. well this this is where i disagree a little bit with the harvey weinstein thing he mm. used his position of power yeah to try to get sex out of it yeah i think aziz was just trying to go on a date yeah and trying to you know try to get sex out of a date so what happened with the neil the grassy that... neil degrasse tyson the so uh he actually had an accusation it was years ago okay. uh from a woman who has a very religious blog uh saying how in the uh, 1980s uh yeah, he that. basically you know gave her a drink and then next thing she knew 
he was on top of her, which right away, mm-hmm. because I'm such a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah, I love him. he dope. seems like a great, you know, genuine academic person. Mm-hmm. You hear that and it's like, what does that mean next thing I know? Did she want it or is she insinuating that she was drugged? Yeah, yeah. Like, so right away, it's a little unclear what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is like 30 years ago. A lot of people hate that 30-year timeline because yeah. there is what's called the statute of limitation in some yeah. states where you can't. Uh, press charges after a certain amount of years. Yeah. In New York, I'm pretty sure there is no statute of limitations, but mm-hmm. other states, um, it's like five years, yeah. six years, where after that, you can't report a rape. You know, watching the documentary, I was like, why have, why isn't he locked up right now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, what is going on? And the interesting part, like, it was the statute of uh, limitation, uh, because of that, they cannot bring it back up, but also a lot of these women, a lot of these kids actually yeah girls, young, girls. young girls i'm not saying women because they were kids at that time mm-hmm. were given a settlement oh R. Kelly yeah gave them like six oh, to, figure to yeah. mute their voices yeah and after that they they received the the, the money they would have to sign another disclosure, a disclosure so they can talk so about now they it. can even talk about it so imagine the amount of women who couldn't even speak uh, on this documentary about their about all the events that happened with america exactly you know I mean? because that time period passes and yeah so this was the 1980s where mm-hmm. uh he stated they were casually dating she said they never dated so it seemed like probably like a friends with benefits thing i don't mm. know it's it's a little confusing what they were yeah. uh then because of this two other women came out and then the two other accusations this is where as a guy i'm like are you kidding me okay like one of them uh was at a science event where she had a tattoo of the solar system and if you know anything about neil degrasse tyson he is a big like pluto denier uh-huh. He doesn't believe it should be a planet because it's so small. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see if on her tattoo, Pluto was there. Okay. So he went up up her shoulder. Okay. Her so sleeve. in the f- initial description, it's he went down her dress. Oh, when in actuality, God. he went up the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she two took... Two different images right very there. Two, mm-hmm. Very different narrative. And... Wait, so he rolled up on her and just lifted up her sh- her her blouse. They were, I mean, they were already talking about it. He asked sleep. her about the tattoo uh-huh. initially, according you know to his testimony, where he asked her about the tattoo. Right. And um, he doesn't. He said he doesn't remember doing it, but he said I definitely would do that because yeah. he's so interested in Pluto. Mm-hmm. So went up the up the dress right. instead of down it, where you know sexual or you know, boobs are and stuff like that. But so. Different narrative right then and there. Mm-hmm. So now, okay, is that really a big deal? Just lifting your shirt up just to well, see a tattoo? Well, yeah, it is a big deal because it's, hey, don't touch me if yeah. I am not giving you consent to touch me. Right. I do feel like men um, feel like they can touch women without really asking Ask for consent. Them. I think it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. thing in our society. I don't necessarily think that it was, it, it grounds for sexual assault. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. But definitely. I'm saying... He should have just asked, hey, listen, can I just see your Pluto tattoo? Yeah. Let me just lift up your shirt right here just to see. Like, yeah. just the fact that you just felt like you had that, you know, confidence that you can just, just go in. Well, again, do we, don't, we don't know what actually happened. We don't exactly. know if he asked. I just know that they were talking about it mm-hmm. first. Um, and then the next accuser was last year, actually. It was, um, I guess, summer in the summer with his assistant. Apparently, he had a lot of personal conversations, so he felt close enough where he could invite her to his house. Okay. okay. He stated that he does this all the time with people who invites him over for wine and cheese. Um, so her uh, testimony of it was that he was playing romantic music. Okay. So right away, what is romantic music? Maybe it's just music to him. Right, And right. she perceives it as Wait, creepy. but what was the other part of that? The romantic music and what? What else? Oh, I'm going to get to that. Oh. So right away, she may think that he's creepy because he's older. Mm-hmm. While he might see her as a friend, we have no idea because he's married. Like, okay. He has a wife, so... Yeah. Uh, we don't know. I mean, but a lot of times, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're married or not, or if you're a predator. What is his intention of inviting of inviting her over for wine and cheese? Because they're friends. They work together like countless hours. He said like hundreds of hours oh, okay. on production. No, I was just wondering because I was like confused. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, at the end of it, he he stated it was very uncomfortable. He could see that she was uncomfortable, okay. and then he he tried to show her this Native American hug, and she perceived it as just a creepy hug. Uh, what is a Native American, American hug? hug? Yeah. I mean, what I have no on? idea. Well, you know, this is why I'm confused that because I understand like he invites everyone over for wine and cheese, but like at what point do you realize that that's not a professional boundary? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you inviting over your personal assistant? For wine and cheese with background music playing. I mean, but then again, uh, people become like best friends with their. It, it happens a lot. I mean, even my coworkers. You know, we'll we'll go out when we're on a work trip. We'll go out and we'll okay, get drinks this is my together. Question. Was the Have wife you ever there? personally invited just one girl coworker over to your house for wine and cheese with soft music playing in the background? I mean, I'm not really in that position of power. 
Uh, but have you? But my question is, even without that position, position of power, power, have you ever invited one female coworker over to your house for just wine and cheese with background music playing? No, but he's only working with that girl. I work with four or five people. And then what I'm basically trying so to say is, it, okay, if I'm inviting over a guy I work with, I'm not going to have you know candlelight candles around my place lit. Yeah. And well, there was nothing like, about there candles. No candles. Was no, the there is there? no candles, though. What I'm trying to say, though, is that the moment you say wine, cheese, and romantic music, it's like you're kind of like setting the tone yeah. that something may take place or may not take place. No, I'm with you know, you. you're planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's one thing to invite someone over for dinner, but just wine, cheese, and music playing. If it was the, if it was a girl he just liked casually, she would think, oh, this is so romantic. Mm-hmm. People, guys, a guy as old as him knows the way women think. Those the way a woman will think. Mm-hmm. Guys know what turns on women, especially of a certain age. How old was his I, assistant? I think, t- I want to say 23, but I don't, okay, I really don't know Okay, and how old is he? Uh, a lot older. Okay, so my thing is, you mean to tell me that this a lot older man, he never, he doesn't know that wine, cheese, and music may somehow I, like, turn have on a different any woman? Vibe. Any That's different like a, vibe to a 23-year-old I, girl? Well, so I just want to state that he felt that she was uncomfortable so he does this with a lot of people and i guess he realized in that moment okay she feels uncomfortable so maybe he did see her perspective at that point okay. mm-hmm. and he tried to set her at ease with this native american hug and <laughs> what is this native american and, hug I need my, to whole, my whole my whole point with this whole story is that okay she was a little uncomfortable it was a hug did he force himself on her no at the end of it um afterward she mm-hmm. felt it was inappropriate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, I completely agree. So I do want to make this clear that I was not saying that what he did was sexual so oh, yeah. on any That's way or level because yeah. I don't think that. But what I'm trying to say is I hate when, you know, like these stories come out in the media and women are always seen as, you know, like, well, why did she go over there or something? Because it's like a lot of older men in general mm-hmm. know how to set the tone mm-hmm. for certain environments to get things they want. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be taken into recognition when we hear about any account or why any woman has felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Would he would he have had a problem if the wine and cheese and music led to something else? Mm-hmm. Well, here here's my question, because I think this is the most important question of all, mm-hmm. is, okay, so inappropriate, uncomfortable. But okay? that's not sexual assault. Okay, yes, but like, so now because of these allegations, Mm -hmm. he is now possibly losing his show of Cosmos, which is an educational program. He's one of the only voices in physics, astrodynamics out there other Mm -hmm. than Bill Nye. So now we might be ruining his show, ruining education for someone that felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So this is where I feel it's gone too far if it's not sexual assault. Does he really deserve to lose his show? Has he been losing his show? They're investigating it. Gotcha. He can lose the show. And I think that would be very sad if, you know, we lost a voice in the science community because of something like this. Oh, I just want to mention that I just pulled up and uh, it was actually a Native American handshake, which involves feeling each other's pulses and staring into each other's eyes to make a spiritual connection. Okay, so Neil was trying to get some. So, yes. So she says, I don't know what Neil was trying to do. I'm just trying to say, you know, for him to be so intelligent. Yeah. uh, You know, it's just important that the higher you achieve success, the more important it is to protect your circle and to protect your boundaries. Yeah. But I can also know weird people like that. Yeah, and you know, it's weird people, but when you have, when you, the higher you get in life, the more you're called to, the more is asked of you. Mm-hmm. So you have to move differently. Yes. You, like, yeah. in general. Like, you, I, I know moving a, differently, but I agree with Danny. Does it mean that he should lose all he of No, he should not lose. He I'm might not, just be a weirdo that, like, hey, you you touch pulses and you stare into each other's eyes to get a spiritual even, connection. But, I would do something like that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that would cause for losing the show. But what I do think is that, in general, this is a lesson to any party on any level of entrepreneurship. Yeah. To set boundaries, you yeah. know. To remember that even people who you are close with, they you don't know their intentions of you. Mm-hmm. So something that seems small to you, they could turn it and flip it on you. Right. So that's what I I can. So so my question to you, Danny, is how do you think men should move forward, or based on your like opinion, men and women, men no men men Just I'm men asking right men now? move forward with how they how they go out to women. Like, I mean, I, I feel like they should they should be aware, especially when it's a work relationship. Like the Neil deGrasse yes. Tyson, he was obviously in a position of power. Aziz and Sorry, they didn't work together. Yeah. So, again, I don't really see it as a work power thing mm-hmm. with Aziz and Sorry. Well, 
Harvey Weinstein, it was definitely a power thing. He was inviting actresses up, and they felt they needed to do this to become a star. He's one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. Right. I have a question for you, Danny. Mm-hmm. With um, the uh, Elise, did I say his name right? Elise? Aziz. 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 Oh, sorry. You don't know Aziz? No, I'm sorry for your name, Aziz. I have bad Don't even try to pronounce his last name then. Um, Anzari? Yeah. With Aziz and the lady, uh, as a man, do you ever feel like, oh, she's partially the blame because she went back to his house? I don't think she's partially the blame just because she went there. I mean, she was probably interested in seeing where it was going because they right. probably didn't spend too much time together. Yeah. So they maybe they, I don't even know, maybe they went to a restaurant. I don't okay. know what they did, but I don't blame her for going back. I mean, she has the right to say no at that point. And she did. And then she felt pressured after that because mm-hmm. he was gesturing. So from what she was saying, it didn't really seem like he was as aggressive as like Harvey Weinstein or mm-hmm. Donald Trump. The When I've heard the, what the victims have said about, you know, Donald Trump, where instead of a hug, he just kisses them on the mouth. Yeah. Like he forcibly puts himself on them while Aziz didn't really forcibly do anything. You know, right. She seemed like she had the option to say no at that point, but she felt yeah. kind of weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, I was just asking because I know in general that sometimes, you know, men go, oh, why did she go mm-hmm. back with him? Or, oh, well, you know. They knew what was going on. Like, yeah, yeah. If a guy invites you to his room late at night, you know, be careful. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, my, I am so curious to know, like, especially with, um, we were talking about catcalling the other day, right? Yeah. Uh, which, like, it's like how guys feel like it's given a compliment when they're like, hey, yo, ma, like, hey, beautiful, how you doing yeah, today? Yeah. And I know there are guys who think, like, I'm just giving them a compliment. And to us, it's like, we feel uncomfortable. We feel uncomfortable about it. How do you feel about, like, guys going about, um, uh, not catcalling, I guess, but, like, approaching, giving Approaching women, catcalling, all that. Well, it's very interesting you say that because as a guy, um, when a woman comes up to me and touches me in, like, a sexual way, I take it as a compliment. Mm. So then when you think about in that... In a sexual way? Well, they're just, like, touching your chest or they come up to you, like, aggressively. As a man, you're like, oh, wow, she she wants me. But I think what's confusing for men is that women don't think the exact same way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of threatened. Yeah. Well, a guy isn't really threatened by a woman most mm-hmm. of the time. Sometimes yeah. maybe they are. Mm-hmm. But it's a different type of psychology. Mm-hmm. So one instance of this was Ben Affleck. I don't know if you remember this one where he slapped a girl on the butt like years ago. Mm-hmm. He also um, grabbed um, uh, Hillary uh, Burton's boob on uh live tv i think it was trl or one of those things as well he apologized well, years later well i want i want to focus on the butt slap because okay. i i mean i've had my butt slap before too but i was mm-hmm. like oh i'm flattered like mm-hmm. like right. oh she she wants me sexually i guess yeah. that's awesome and wait pause in your mind that always correlates to sex right any any touching to you is it... if they're touching my butt yeah if, okay. i mean if it's chest no not really but if it's just like butt, yeah gotcha. uh but i think that this is interesting because with all these accusations, mm-hmm. okay, with the psychology of, okay, I think she'll know that I want her if I slap her butt, okay? Okay. So this is where the catcalling comes into it, where I know girls have said to me, not many times, but they said <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing sexy? Like, they're they're just like playing around with their girlfriends. Don't like, minimize your sexiness. And I'm like, I'm like flattered by it when they catcall me. I was like, oh, that was awesome. And I've gone up to girls in bars and said like, I just want to let you know, like, you're gorgeous, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think the different types of catcalling, you know, kind of get, you know, mixed up where it's like, oh, is it just to impress your boys, show how cool you are? Mm -hmm. Or do you actually want to, you know, get to know this girl and you want to give them a compliment? I know for me, I, I, especially when I'm drunk, I like making people feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky. That's not catcalling, in my opinion. If you see someone striking and you want to just give them a compliment, compliments are beautiful. It makes people date. You know, it makes their day if it's a genuine compliment. If you go up to someone and you say, I think you're beautiful, like nine out of ten women are not going to think that's catcalling. One of the girls was basically gave me the attitude like, Get the hell out of my face! Did she say that? But she no, was, I could I could tell. Body she might not want to be bothered though. That's not necessarily. Oh no, I get that. Like yeah, I think call. she assumed that it's a cat calling. I think cat calling is like, for instance, when asses ladies are walking down New York Street and the construction workers are outside, and then they all try to talk to you at once. Right like there. I'm looking mm-hmm. like, and it's just like the mo- literally the other day, some guy approached me saying, "You look like my future baby mama." Oh, I was looking like, well, well that's like, like really disrespectful. He's like. And then as I'm walking away, he's like, and you walk right, and you do this. And I'm just looking like, right. that's intense. Okay. But that's, that's not sexual assault. It though. is not sexual assault. No, I don't think that's... See, my 
sexual assault is very different, and I don't think that's sexual no, assault. No, my question was going to be, I think there are women who actually like that, who feel flattered by that, because I do know women who, men, when they caught calling them, they're like, oh, shoot, like, I look good today. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They take it as a compliment. So it's, that's why I'm asking, like, where, how do we come to, like, draw the line yeah. where it's inappropriate and what's a compliment, you know? Yeah, that's true. Well, when, when, you're, when, you're, when I'm coming home late at night at 1 in the morning and there's a group of guys right there on the street that I have to turn to and they're all staring at you and then you walk past them and they're, you know, they're commenting uh, sexual right. stuff to you. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That like, feel like you want to suck my... No, not even. Not even, like... Little. Even if I'm walking and they're all like, oh, you're a blessing. Like, they can say things like, oh, you're a blessing. They can say nice words, mm-hmm. but the way they deliver it, I can still feel some type of way. So it's a delivery. Yeah, especially when it's a group of men. It's, like, if it's a group of guys, like, that's like, you know, that's me. creepy. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, we're not in a social setting, you know, from all the street. It's creepy. Like, and I have the personality where I'm like, I can la- almost laugh off anything mm-hmm. and just like finagle my way out of situations. Did you say mm-hmm. finagle? I just want to say what word? Finagle? Finagle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finagle, you know? I know, I said finagle. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it means like to effing wiggle your way out of the way. Um, oh, that's the word? All right, finagle. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So um, I can like get myself out of situations easily, but like at a certain point, at a certain point in time, men have to be like realize that like sometimes you know the, a group of men doing it at a certain time of night yeah. is creepy. You know, I'm only but so small, yeah. And you're a big powerful man, and then it's like you're saying sexually degraded things. If you wouldn't say that with me, with my father walking by my side, mm-hmm. then that means you should not say it to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're thinking about us a lot. They're a lot not. Of the they're time thinking they about. Even... They're thinking about everything that is sexual. They're not thinking about like. Our no, beauty, our I, what I'm saying is, us. I don't even think it's that. I feel a lot of times they're bored with their friends, and they don't even have to see your face or your body before they start hollering at you. It's <laughs> definitely not because we're bored with our friends. Uh, I don't know. I, mm. It's always been, I guess, I just know. like a, a fun thing. I mean, just going out in general with guys is like you mm. wanna you wanna get with the That's women, obviously. But like catcalling is like half ass lazy way of like, oh, can I get a girl by just saying like, oh, what's up, girl? You like dick? And it's like. Mm-hmm. it's obviously the girl hates it but like right. to the friend group you don't really care like who is this person yeah. you know she's wait I have a question yeah have you ever pulled up in a car at a red light seen girls next to you cute in a car and rolled down your window and tried to holler at them I probably have I haven't said something like it was up girl like dick I probably said something <laughs> stupid but uh <laughs> something along those lines and you know whatever I was, I was young I didn't understand Right. And the thing is, as you get older, you start to understand, you know, people have feelings. What happens if you're so old and doing that? Yeah. Yeah. What I was talking about the catcalling before with the compliments and this, I think they're two completely different things. When you're with your boys and when you're by yourself, Mm -hmm. I think it's two completely different things. But here's my thing. If you do see a lady of interest, right, and you are in a car and she's Mm -hmm. in a car with her friends, you know, it's a certain way to approach that car with your car and not for it to be an intimidating situation. Yeah. Like, I was driving, and the guy caught me, like, two red lights away. He goes, hey, you know, um, you know, we at the previous red light I saw you, I'm, I'm interested in you. And uh, something, something, something. Like, really, like, nice though right. about it. Like, whatever. And I was like, oh, hey, I know I'm not interested. I lied about having a boyfriend. And then he just left it alone. He's right. like, okay, you know, have a nice day. That's fine. Like, stuff like that's okay. I don't want to, men to feel like they, they have to be approach. scared to approach a right. woman or approach exactly. a lady of interest. That's, in honestly, that's how I feel, though. Like, when I'm mm. single, that's exactly how I felt. But when I was drunk, I didn't really care because mm. I was drunk and, you know, you blowing in visions and everything like that. But when I was sober, there's no way I'm talking to a girl in public saying, like, oh, you're really cute. Like, can I get you? There's no way I was doing you, that. You, and a lot of men feel that way. A lot yeah. of men, because of, like, oh, well, that's sad. The sensitive time that we in, they yeah. rather play it safe than sorry yeah. than me saying anything we'd be taken as, like, sexually inappropriate. Oh, it's, it's, or at, anything, it's you know at work, too. I oh, went on yeah. a I went on a trip um, with a woman who was a lot older than me. Mm-hmm. She has three kids. She she has three kids and everything, but she's single. And it was just me and her on the trip. Okay. So I'm thinking this whole time, all right, I am not going to mention anything about how we're going to be in a hotel room alone, anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm not getting – I don't want to get in trouble for anything. Like right. I was scared. We got dinner uh, like each night, mm-hmm. and I felt weird about that. I was like, am I going to get in trouble for this? Like am I allowed to do this? Right. And that's the, that's the scary part. For, for men, it's just mm-hmm. like you don't want to get accused yeah. and, you know, get your career ruined. I don't want to lose my job over something like a he said, she said type right. of thing because she might misinterpret something. I might be making a joke just because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And she takes it as like a sex joke or some sort of um, 
aggression towards her to like get because I'm a young guy, so she mm. might think like, oh, he's just a horny guy. Do you yeah. think that the fear men have of approaching women is in any way comparable though to the fear that women may have of being raped, of not you know a seating at their career because they didn't uh succumb to their boss's wishes? I Do you think that hell no? Because like no, I, I think I wouldn't like say that, it's comparable, but I think it's all. legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're looking at false rape accusations, between 2 and 10% of rape accusations are false, mm-hmm. okay? And that's a legitimate fear, okay? That's more than the, the amount of people... But you can also flip that and say, if 2 and 10% are false, that means 80 to 90% of rape accusations are, are true. true. Well, 100% of them should be true if you're going to accuse somebody no. and send them to jail for but years. Of course, no, of 100% course. of things don't work like that in, in life, life, though. Yeah. Like, nothing is 100%. There's a... People going to jail right now yes. who didn't commit the crime. There's always, exactly. there's like, there's always, always people, people that ruin movements yes. for people. Yeah. The and so like, I feel like if you're looking at the, at the, let's speak in positive terms, only 10 to 20 percent is false. So two, 80, two percent the time. Oh, I thought she said 10 to 20. No, two, oh, no two it's, it's two to 10 percent. It's, it's different because there's three different studies on it. One okay. was like 2.1 percent. One was like closer to 10. Another one was like 7.1. Okay. Uh, so that means that 90 to 98 percent of rape cases are true. Yes. So in that case, like I feel like you know these fears that men have mm. are kind of like they should. It's okay to I think it's, it's okay, okay to have, to have them, them, but to to think that it's on the you, same level, you can't dismiss that fear. That's that's a legitimate fear. It is a fear, but what I'm trying to say is, I feel like that fear shouldn't make women feel like we have to stop the movement, or to make women feel like they shouldn't speak up if something happens, or to make women feel like they should voice what they want to go forward with. Actually, what I want to say with that is actually I was just um, reading that in 2018, uh, it came out in New York that um, the, it was a 22% increase of uh, rape reports. And I was like, wait a minute, like, are more people getting raped? And then I was talking about Sudi, and then she's like, no, the movement is encouraging more women to come forward and talk about and report because a lot of them were, were unreported. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And it just, it like, it breaks my heart. I'm happy that more people are doing it, but it just, it leaves you wondering, like, how many cases are still there that they're, we're never going to know about because women keep their mouth closed. Yeah. Based on that, that, that 2% or the 3%, legitimate fear, like the fear the men should have based on about, about, about getting about accused of things that falsely accused. It's not like it happens every day where this happens, but if it does happen, mm-hmm. your life is ruined. Yeah, like, of course. There's been cases like look at the Duke lacrosse team. That yeah. was a huge case, mm-hmm. you know, years ago where the entire team was basically the, they got like a, a stripper and the stripper basically lied about you know being raped and the whole team lost their scholarships. You know, they're in the news. Their names are out there. Oh Everybody gosh. thinks they're a bunch of rapists. Like, yeah. your lives are ruined. There's been other cases. I think there was like a football player who mm-hmm. went to jail for years until the woman finally admitted that she lied about the whole thing. So he's going to prison. Oh, he might be getting raped in prison. You, you know don't even know what's going on in prison. about Danny, though? Men fear that their name, of course, nobody wants to be involved with no slander. rape yeah, yeah, with yeah. nothing. Of nothing. course, yeah. But uh, to some reason, it, to me, it's like men fear more of what the label can happen from one accused where women are like, what about like the women who are raped? Like, do they not fear coming out and speaking on of it? Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you imagine, imagine your fear. Imagine the woman who has been raped, how afraid she has to come up and talk about it and, and then she's going to be labeled. And after she comes, after she goes through all that mental talk yes. and get out of it, people are like, but did it really happen? What was your God damn it. It's like, bro, All right, but I have, a, I, have a, I have a question for you too. Let's look at somebody like uh, Kobe Bryant. Okay. Okay. We don't know if he actually raped the woman or not. Right. He was accused and immediately labeled as a rapist. Mm-hmm. So just being called a rapist already, his legacy. I don't, I don't think that actually he never. His, his legacy, legacy is was, not tarnished yeah, at all. Actually he never, was at the time. I oh, never labeled time, Kobe yeah. Bryant as a rapist. Yeah. I don't, no one. When you think of Kobe, you don't think of a rapist. Yeah. yeah. I, everyone he thought he cheated that. on his wife. That's what they yeah, thought. People, they, think, people would think of him as a cheater before rapist. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I believe that. I believe that. No, not not saying that that didn't happen, Danny, but no one's ever going to look at it like, Oh, but you also remember that he was a rapist when, like, that's very hard to, like, people to bring that up. But it's like right away. It's it's right on your record, right from there. Like, look at, at, like, the Brett Kavanaugh thing. I don't know what happened, Mm -hmm. but immediately, all I did was follow the media coverage, the headlines. did it. Okay? So I don't know that much about the case. Immediately, once I saw the media headlines, I was like, oh, I guess he raped somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, I immediately was on the other side just because that's what the media said. He must have done it. Like, 
if she's coming out after all these years. But then what about those people who are like R. Kelly? That, and, uh, and millions of people said that R. Kelly did it and people yeah. still supported him and no one calls him a rapist until yeah. now that it's becoming a big thing again. Yeah. Back then people everywhere brushed it under yeah. the rug. And, and actually a lot of people with Bill Cosby were on Bill Cosby's side yeah, and for like, years. With, with Harvey Weinstein, the same thing. So it's like it's, on Harvey Weinstein's side. No, when when it first came out, people mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, his wife." Do you think his wife was? His wife They're was like, like no. "Oh, these women just want to get ahead," yeah. and you mm-hmm. know, so they don't get labeled rapists right away. Oh, these like, loose oh. women want to just. You it's know, never. Stuff. It's never that. Well, the thing comes- is, there there are like one of the women was found in the Harvey Weinstein case with emails saying. I love you, like mm-hmm. saying all these things, like talking about what happened, and then she came out and you know got on the got on the bandwagon with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So to say that these women, but can can, but also I'm pretty sure R. Kelly's uh, victims also loved him, right? So it, can there be a thing where it's mental abuse? No, no, where no, no, it no. messes with your no, head. It's where the, the woman you know said she didn't want it, and then you know talked about it in the emails where it seemed like she wanted what they were talking about. This is one person. Yeah. All the other ones, I'm sure, were actually abused and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that some people might just get on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and probably, start probably, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, that happened to me, too. But all it takes movement. is one victim for it to be enough and you for, to be labeled as a rapist. And there's 20 people coming out. But that's what's scary, especially with the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, because you don't know if they have an ulterior motive. What, yeah, I, actually, what I brought I up with this... I don't agree with you on that, Michelle. I don't agree that it takes one person for you to be labeled as a rapist, for one person to come out and be labeled as a rapist, because... Oh, I, no, that's what I'm saying. It takes... Oh, I thought that's what you said. No, I'm saying like, well, Bill Cosby, right? People are like, oh, 50 women. Well, 60, well, th- 60 50 to 60 women. Well, Janice, Dick- uh, Janice Dickinson, or whatever her name is, mm-hmm. the model, form model, uh, she went crazy, blah, blah, blah. You see one, there's probably multiple. But I, in my mind, I'm saying, well, there's 50 to 60 people, right, accusing mm-hmm. him. So at least one has to be true. Oh, and yes. one is okay, enough gotcha, for me gotcha, to call gotcha. that. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Well, no, but here's the thing. Can I go back to the Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. incident real quick? So... The one from the 1980s, if you look at the blog where she where she wrote all this, the blog is a very religious blog, which is nothing wrong with that. Every article is about God, Jesus, everything. Mm-hmm. If you know about Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's an open agnostic. Yes. So yeah. he's against religion. So then you have to think to yourself, okay, do, may she have an alternate motive to maybe you know discredit him because mm-hmm. you know his word is accepted by so many scholarly mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's trying to discredit him and by saying this it's kind of like a beacon of light of the other two people mm-hmm. and then you look at these other two people and you're like are these really sexual assault are they really rape because a lot of people just see oh three people came out against him he's mm-hmm. a rapist mm-hmm. they don't look into the actual claims you know i think that's important where when you're looking at the media oh neil grass tyson has three rape accusations oh he must have done it because that's it's three not what people, people usually think yeah that's, it's, that's it's literally i think it's yeah. literally 50 50 mm-hmm. i think people are like no People, I remember my former coworker told me that um, she went to lunch with her dad, and her dad was like, I can't believe people are even accusing of Brett Kavanaugh. And the, my friend was like, you are on his side? So I think it's really 50-50. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel. But I, I don't think necessarily 50-50, but it's a big percentage of like people that... It supporters? And, yeah. People, people doubt it, or people support it right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. Um, but, but I do want to mention... Um, the how there is a tension when it comes to different people getting accused of sexual assault, especially like the racial tension, say Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. and uh, the actor that was in Seventh Heaven, um, and versus Bill Cosby and how Bill Cosby got uh, charged with this. Hopefully, we come to like an agreement of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable for men and women. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where you men don't have to feel like, damn, if I say the wrong thing, I might be called pervert. But yeah. women, we don't have to walk down the street and feel like we're going to get sexually assaulted. You know what I mean? One way to do it is having these conversations with the opposite sex and just hear what you got, what you have to think about it, what you know, what men think about it, and what women think about it as well, and educate one another. Because just talking to you, uh, Danny, now we can see like what the perspective of a male is, or at least your perspective on the yeah. situation is. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's always good to hear the female point of view too. But I feel right. like I've heard it a lot in the because, media because because it affects women more. We have an emotional response. Oh yeah, to absolutely. Yeah. I just feel like the male perspective is kind of dismissed. Um, when there's a lot of innocent guys out there, I know I see I've seen a lot of tweets and memes saying guys just defend the rapist because they know they've done something in the past. Oh yeah, I can't I've think of something meme. so untrue and so ridiculous to see. Yeah, saying oh just because you're defending someone that you must have done something in the past. No, mm-hmm. but if you're okay, say it's the fear that you can you know lose your life. That's why we're defend. We just want all the fact. If all the facts are out there, mm-hmm. like you know 
Bill Cosby, 60 people, you know, you got evidence, you got all this. Okay, right. yeah, you know, put them away. Mm-hmm. But for the people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. like, yeah. do they deserve to lose their careers, lose yeah. their stand-up? I mean, you have people like Louis C.K. Yeah. That one is probably the most controversial because as a Louis C.K. fan, it's, like, hard to put yourself in that girl's mindset mm-hmm. because, I mean, you hear as guys like, okay, he just, like, jerked off in a corner and she was mm-hmm. there. That's not as traumatizing as getting brutally raped and bleeding. Okay, but I think but, you just dismissed it really. No, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking about that is don't you think that these women maybe feel like, oh, I felt weird. So maybe I should just sell this to somebody, even if it wasn't absolutely. like a, you know I, I, mean? I don't think they came out, especially especially in the Louis C.K. thing, mm-hmm. because they're all female comedians and uh, the comedy community is, is pretty close-knit. Mm-hmm. I think at least the tail end of uh, victims, they were kind of like just mentioning, oh, yeah, like, you know, that happened to me too. Mm-hmm. Not coming out, he deserves to go to jail because that happened to me too. They were just mentioned like, oh, I think it's worth mentioning. You know, he also you know, yeah. jerked off in front of me too and kind of asked me if he could do that. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. I think it's <laughs> well, very perverted, but is it worse than like Bill Cosby? It's not about it's worse. It's about this pattern. That it we is about seeing. that no, though. No, it's the pattern he's of losing his abusing career. your authority. You're a grown ass man and you're, you're abusing your power. And then on impressionable young people coming up, it's the same story that we keep hearing over and over again. I think it's, I think it's very important to differentiate the two because one, Bill Cosby is drugging them, raping them, you know, possibly impregnating them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he deserves to lose his career. He deserves to go to jail. Lucy K is doing something obviously very perverted and disgusting but does he deserve to lose everything he's built up because of one of his perversions what How, what do you guys think that is that is equally almost the same to me that like You're, do you think Louis ck should go to jail for 10 years not for 10 years but what did so he it's not the same anything? that's did basically he, what i'm saying no no I'm i don't saying, think it's the same he, what did i think he it lose both matter uh, doing this? excuse me he was jerking off in front of people Constantly, yeah. that he has a problem. He has a psychological problem, and yes, that does equate he does that, he, that he needs to be yeah, away. It's, a, it's obviously a problem. No, but like to even feel like that's acceptable. You, like, what sane person will sit there and think I can that's just jerk off in front of people? Yeah. No, but I'm saying like, yeah, he should be locked away. Different people are more accepted for the things they do, mm-hmm. and it's normally because of the way the media works mm-hmm. and word things and the cases they choose to focus on, mm-hmm. and then that builds a mass opinion behind of either we're going to crucify this person mm-hmm. or we're not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, there was a... The way the media worked with Bill Cosby mm-hmm. is a lot differently than the way the media worked with any other case. Oh, well, yeah. race so, came in, into that one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm just trying to say, like, the, the thing of just saying, oh, well, this guy should not... A black man could not sit there and jerk off in front of multiple women. Well, he could and, pee in front of a woman. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. I don't know what you're okay. talking about. He peed on a woman. Okay. In a, a woman. A black... Okay. <laughs> Um, what I was trying to say is though, like now it's getting coverage and we don't even know the outcome of the whole R. Kelly situation because I bet after this documentary, there's going to be legal matters that are pursued somehow, some way, despite those. I hope the, so. Well, we all hope so, yeah. Despite the limitations on the statute of limitations, however you say yeah. that. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know, for any man to feel in any position of power, he can just sit there, take off his pe- take off his yeah, penis, wild. and just jerk off in front that's of you. Wild. That's so humiliating. Yes. And yes, he does deserve to be put away. Like he he does deserve that. And you know, the media is not crucifying him mm-hmm. the way they crucified uh, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the way they're telling well, his story me, is different than the way they're telling Bill Cosby. No, story. no, no. Well, hold on, hold on. Because they took away they took away, they took away a lot TV of contracts. They took yes. everything away from him. Yeah, and uh, I think it's two different situations where there's. I mean, they're both because Bill Cosby's career is over already. Like he's old, or basically retired. Like he's not doing anything else. They took away his show and the yeah. contracts. Yeah, for Louis for C. K. Louis C. K. Yeah, yeah. And the th- but the thing about this too is like, where do we talk about growth? So this is a psychological problem, right? This happened from 2002 to 2005 went out 13 years past it he now has daughters so maybe he's gotten past this where he is you know grown as a person and not doing it okay, anymore okay but Cosby then it hasn't yeah it he hasn't, probably, well, Cosby did it for 30 years yeah but his penis so probably different. hasn't been working for a long time where's the growth there that he, did he no go but to the... he did it from 1960s to 2004 there's no growth if you're doing it for 40 years Lucy K documented like three years. Yeah. You know, and he reached out to the victims. He he apologized. Of course. All Wait, this. did he do it in 2005 or now? It when... was before it came out. Wait, I'm so sorry. Did he apologize during that little period that he was jerking on women? Or did he do it when media got a cover mm-hmm. of it? Because I will say that happened. I was in the James Franco studio. That was James Franco. 
no, no, no. No, I'm talking about Louis C.K., but mm-hmm. I'm saying my personal thing. I was, I'm an actor and I was in James uh, Franco's studio and there was, uh, two summers ago, there was a big outrage of him maybe crossing the lines with some students mm-hmm. and stuff. And the day before the media posted it, he went around calling all of the students, apologizing to them. I know this for a fact, you know? Yeah. So is it genuine? Right. Is it genuine? It's like, wait, before, you know, they ask you, like, let me, let me, you know, yeah. piece it out with you. No, I. No. I want I I want to make sure about that. I'm pretty sure that he did it before the everything came out where he apologized to at least one of the women. Or was or it when, or them. was it when he, they started talking about it more and he knew the storm was coming? Yeah. Look, I'm not familiar with his particular situation, Louis CK, but what I'm just saying in general is that any man, you know, pulling out his penis and jerking off in front of multiple yeah, women, that's wild. Uh, that should be that's... criminal. Like I I don't see how that that's like was he ejaculating on them? No, it was. He didn't even do it in front of one of one of the victims. It didn't even happen. He just asked if he could do it. Oh, okay. So, so I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know his story, so I can't speak on that particular so, story. So I'm one of one of them, where he he went up to that and he whispered in her ear. He said, according you know, according to the woman, he said, um, "Can I? Can we go into this room and can I like masturbate in front of you?" And she said, "No." And like, don't you have a wife? you know and babies or or something like that mm-hmm. and you know he was obviously embarrassed by that mm. and he said to her like i have a problem something along those lines and so that was that was one of the cases so did he jerk off in front of all five women i'm not completely sure mm. but again where where does growth come into this at one point because like you know you made a mistake you know you have a psychological problem you try to fix it but it's always going to follow you How around. do you know he's trying to fix it? And also, do you feel like maybe you're biased because you love him so much? Just oh, like, absolutely. I love Ignatius Absolu- Remix so much. Absolutely biased. But but the thing I'm trying to get across is all the victims came out from 2002 to 2005. There's no victims after that. So mm-hmm. I'd like to assume that he has stopped doing that because somebody would probably come forward mm-hmm. within the past 13 years. Yeah. So I, I just think growth is a big thing that we, we don't really give celebrities. We kind of just like it's always... It's always on them. It's kind of hard to believe them sometimes because, you know, they're trained with PR yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, obviously, because I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But Just him. Well, it's like, as I was saying before with the line, where do you draw your line? Yeah. Some yeah. people draw it before Lucy K. Mm-hmm. Some people draw it with Lucy Sorry. You know, I agree when Dave Chappelle said in his comedy special, you can't group Lucy K with Harvey Weinstein mm. because Harvey Weinstein's body count, 80, uh, 87 women. Mm. And he's forcibly having sex with them. Yeah. Okay. And they're both disgusting, perverted things. But like, um, one last question I have for you guys. You know, Matt Damon said this thing where everybody blew up on him. He said, with the Ben Affleck thing I was talking about before, with the pat on On the the ass, Mm -hmm. he said, "Uh, I think we can all agree there's a difference between a pat on the ass and raping a woman. Mm -hmm. And the entire feminist move, not entire, you know, uh, many drivers, old girlfriend came out, Alyssa Milano came out against him, just like bashing him for that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how you feel about that with a pat on the butt, not Louis C.K., let's go pat on the butt versus a rape. Is it the same? Would you classify it as the same thing? Would you get mad at Matt Damon's comments, basically? Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to differentiate a pat on the butt and a rape because he didn't want Ben Affleck to be grouped with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I because, get, you know, I... a pat on the butt 10, 20 years ago... Mm-hmm. Compared to 87 women, yeah. you know, forcing them into the shower, doing all these I, terrible things. I think he, I think they looked at it as this, either way, some form of assault. So, although it's two different two different things, it's still a form of assault. Yeah, but I mean, if you just look at the law, first degree, first degree murder, second yeah, degree, you know, have all the things. Like, though, like, it's still, that's what I was trying to say. I kind of agree with, with Sudi. It's still a form of assault. But with this movement specifically, mm-hmm. everybody's getting grouped together. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's what I don't okay, like. That's, that's my like biggest problem with yeah, the yeah, movement yeah. is that, you know, Louis C.K., Harvey Weinstein are equals. Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby are equals. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's a difference. Obviously, Louis C.K. is worse than Aziz Ansari. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously worse than Ben Affleck. But they're yeah. all grouped together. There's just yeah. lists of guys, oh, okay. James Franco, saying. all, all no, of these people I, are on I the same like, list. I feel like everyone knows that it's different levels to it. But for um, Matt Damon to say that, well, listen, I, he can. I guess maybe the way he worded it was wrong or whatever. He is biased because he that's his best friend. But what's his main focus? Is he is he contributing to the Me Too movement? Is he an ally? Is he marching? Is he doing things? Because if he is, then it's fine. If he wants to just be like, let's just. Saying let's differentiate the sexual assault, but saying it like you guys should know that a pat in the butt, nothing against rape, like trying to like I don't know minimize 
what he did with the slap on the ass. Well, that he, sense? Here, here's I just think that throughout throughout time, women have been objectified. And so now that we're starting to have this movement where it's like women are taking power and saying, you can't touch me. Yeah. I don't like it when you do this and using their voice more often. Men are having to realize, like, yeah, I can they're no having a hard time. It's, long, it's no longer okay for me to objectify women the way I do. Yeah, you know, I can't just pat her on the butt because I feel like it. Yeah, you know, and women because of the because of their voice, they're feeling more empowered. So they're saying, like, you pat me on my butt, I'm taking you to court for all you having more. Yeah. Not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that we're in a we're doing a different Asian time and everyone has a voice now with social media. Okay, so then my last thing that I just want to say is, you know, you pat me on the butt, I'm taking you to court and taking everything you own. That's kind of ridiculous to me, you know, like taking everything they own. Um I, I don't know, just from, you know, male point of view, I feel like it's a bit much. I don't think I don't think every woman's gonna do that. Like No, 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 obviously. No, I'm not. just I'm just saying in general though, like, you know, with everyone having a voice, you know, you're gonna have the extremists. You're going to have the people who speak mm-hmm. up. You're going to have the people who turn a blind eye to certain things. But You're going to have just... people who realize, like, yeah, because I'm a woman, you know, people may come on to me, and it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I can always stop the situation from escalating, or I can walk away, or well, I can... I will say that pe- women are more and more gaining that confidence that we didn't have years ago. Uh, they are raising their voices, and I think it is due to the Me Too movement and other women encouraging them because, you know, there is power with numbers. I think that if there wasn't any pushback, like let's say men just like, yes, 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 then I think people like Aziz Ansari and Ben Affleck wouldn't have careers either. So I think it's very important that some careers are taken away, like Bill Cosby, but I think it should be appropriate. I think what happened to them was the appropriate action. You know, they get scolded, lose a lot of fans, but they don't lose their careers. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I think that if this goes too far, mm-hmm. some people are going to lose their careers that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think that's where men, men get scared. Because it doesn't just happen with celebrities. I know we didn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. This happens in every aspect of life. With banking, with um, school, with, you know, professors. Like, this happens everywhere. This isn't just celebrity but movie industry. But Ben Affleck's not losing his career over He's not. Time. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the good part about the pushback mm-hmm. from men. I think what happened to him was appropriate, where he lost fans, a lot of people hated him, but he didn't really lose contracts, where, like, Louis K. lost contracts, Bill Cosby lost. I, mean, I think it's fine for them to have a pushback if they feel like it's a genuine reason to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but also, I think it is good to acknowledge uh, women and to be an ally. And Absolutely. For this Absolutely. movement. So I think we should all just be each other's allies and listen to one another, you know? Educate one another. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so important in communication between the two genders and things that affect us. It, it's very very important yeah speak up speak yeah. up and and if you hear something speak up especially as a bystander if you see something be courageous enough to talk about it it doesn't have to just affect you personally for you to be um an ally and do something so i just want to leave you guys with this quote from uh tarana burke uh the creator and an african-american activist for the me too movement she said me too is a movement not a moment so I just want to say thank you to Danny Sclafani for being here and voicing his opinion. Yes. This topic uh, went on a roller coaster, went everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's really awesome to get different perspectives and just sending all the courageous victims and people that spoke out for the R. Kelly documentary series. Um, give them shout out. Some and love, light. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.